Yeah, it's your boy, sir, of the 2020 Podcast LLC. Please say the LLC. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you to our sponsor, Black Renaissance Clothing. Mm, They have agreed to be the 2020 Podcast LLC's sponsor for the entire year. Yes, they are officially the sponsor of the 2020 Podcast LLC. So do me a favor. Anytime you feel like shopping and doing it for the culture, make sure you visit shopblackrenaissance.com. After perusing their vast library of articles of clothing, make sure you use the promo code LLC20 so you can get 20% off your total order. Yeah, 20% off. That is one fifth of your order gone. Just like that. Bye. Thank you so much, Black Renaissance Clothing, for being our sponsor. up it's your boy sir of the 2020 podcast llc please say it you already know what i'm talking about please say the llc and today we got another episode of squad goals now today we got an interesting topic now you know we love to talk about relationships we don't shy away from it because we feel like it's needed in our community you're always going to see memes and what's going down with the famous folk but when it comes to us regular folk we act like we're afraid to talk about it so that's what we're here for today now this particular topic will be handled by none other than Miss Jessica. So Jessica, the floor is yours, love. I'm shutting up. Hey everyone. So I'm really excited about this topic. And um, once Sir let us know that as a group, hey, you know, we could submit topics and, but once you submit the topic, you know, you pretty much run the show. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited. So the topic for this show is what qualities and characteristics do we think are necessary for uh, a long lasting relationship? And I will go ahead and put myself in the forefront and be vulnerable. Um, What inspired this topic for me is I am in a new relationship and almost seven, almost eight months we've been seeing each other but official about five and I find my I found myself really thinking about what do I think it it takes because I feel that in this situation I finally have a partner that has the willingness and wants to do the things that are necessary to make a relationship work so I'll go ahead and kick it off and share the qualities that I have come up with and then open the floor for everyone. So the qualities that I have come up with are compatibility, communication, a willingness to evolve individually, a willingness to endure adversity internally you know within your relationship as well as externally now that does not mean tolerate mistreatment it just means that we will always face adversity so there has to be a willingness to endure that and push past that and also the desire to give your partner grace because as human beings we 
all fall short. And if you think about it, none of us are really deserving of grace, but we individually will have days that one may fall short, but the other may be stronger in one area and vice versa. So during that time, there has to be love and grace that fills that void to catch up to each other. So um, those are my answers. As of now, I'm excited to hear what everyone else has to say. So feel free to jump in and share what you think. Uh, well, I mean, Jessica, bro, you said, you said it all for real. Like every single thing you said is, is very important. And then I, I really think understanding is huge. You know, uh, I can explain, you know, myself to my significant, like what I want, what I think should, you know, what I think could better the relationship or anything like that. But if they don't really understand, you know, what I'm getting at or why I feel the way I feel, you know, I, I feel like the it won't get no better. You know, you could talk until you blue in the face, but until somebody feel what you're saying, like and really actually consider what you mean and how they could be better themselves, I, I think it it wouldn't really work. And uh compatibility is big. You know, everybody has, you know, different tolerances, different things that make them tick, you know, stuff like that. And they could even be small things like, you know, some you leaving hair in the sink could make somebody say, nah, that's not for me. You know, like, so I think um, what makes a relationship last is understanding, like you said, compatibility, accountability, for sure. You know, uh, the way you get a relationship is the way you keep a relationship. You know, do you, does there come a time where, you know, complacency is, is bound because a after you with somebody for so long, Y'all do develop a routine, but as long as it's a healthy routine, you know, that's cool. But you have to hold up that same standard that you had when you came in because a lot of relationships fall there. You know, like a lot of people get married, but not ready to be married. You know, after the wedding, it's like, well, I got married. You know, it's, you know, the rest supposed to take care of itself, but it's work, you know, that has to be put in. So I feel like accountability, you know, you need to let me know when I'm slipping. I'll let you know when you're slipping so we can make sure, you know, this thing keep rolling. Um, forgiveness, for sure. It has to be a lot of forgiveness, you know, a lot of openness, you know. Like you said, communication. You have to communicate what's bothering you, you know, what what hurts you, you know, what what speaks to you, like your love language. Love language is huge, you know. Is huge because everybody needs to be loved the way that they need to be loved. I can't show love, you know, the way I think it should be shown and think that should be good enough for my significant. You know, I have to speak her language, you know, in order for her to feel loved. Like if her love language is physical touch and all I think I have to do is go buy her something nice every so often, that's not going to last long because I'm not speaking her language. You know, I'm not really giving her that physical touch that actually makes her feel whole. Um, just quality time. I think quality time is big. Space is also big. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, everybody loves to spend quality time. It's really important. But you also have to give space, you know, when needed. Sometimes she don't want to talk to me. 
and she's not okay, but that's fine. And both parties need to understand that it's okay to not be okay, but never soak. You know, as long as you're not, you know, just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, you know, everybody had their days, you know, that's cool. But when your partner understands that you have your days, they should let you have them. I'm here, but take your time. Uh, and that's all I got right now. So I want to let somebody else jump in. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, it's Crystal. I jump in. So I agree with what both of y'all said, like 100%. Um, but one thing that I've experienced when I dated, it's like I never really was friends with the person that I was dating. You know, you know, I do have two kids. So for me, it's like um, in those relationships, you know, when things kind of went left, I really didn't like the person that I was dating. I was more in love with the idea of being in love. Like I knew I wanted a husband. I wanted to, you know, have kids, have a family and everything, but I really didn't take time to develop a friendship in the beginning. Like it was still certain things I didn't really know, you know, or, you know, not really paid attention to certain things that, you know, he may like. Um, I just was ready to be in a relationship. You know, I met somebody that was like, pleasing to my eye, you know, checked off all the boxes, wasn't crazy, you know, and I just kind of went all in without taking a chance to say, hey, is this somebody that, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I can vent to and, you know, we can kind of come up with a plan to, you know, for me to get back on track or is this somebody that, you know, if I feel like I want to go to the to the movies and just movie hop all day or we're going to have fun doing that or, you know, what are his interests? Are, are there things that, you know, he likes to do that maybe I could join in on and, you know, we could have fun and like, add on to the relationship and then not just be sex and you know lovey-dovey stuff all the time like can we truly be friends with each other because um I notice how like in a lot of relationships you know the guy may stray or step out or even the girl but when you look at their best friend or you know the, the homeboy that they had since they were 12 years older they had never turned that back on the the main thing that was like common in those relationships was the friendship and the bond that was built you know that they had and a lot of relationships don't really have that because you know, people jump so fast into the physical that you kind of skip a lot of steps that are needed to really build a tight bond. But that's all I got. I agree. I think both of you all had excellent points on everything. Um, Crystal, I do think it's very important to be friends with someone. And I've actually had that conversation with some girlfriends that I had mentioned this on a previous podcast they had, you know, made the choice to be celibate. And the reason for that is because they felt like they experienced this extreme passion and physical attraction, which is necessary for a relationship. But at the same time, you do need something beyond that. You need to actually like that person. So if you're, if you're in a moment where you're disagreeing about something or you really having a hard time in your relationship, I think liking that person plays a role in the desire to push through and endure and both of you all come to the table and put your best foot forward. And right. I agree with everything that Jared said, but the main thing I got from it is the understanding. Like, just how you mentioned, like, if I'm having a bad day, can I talk to this person? I think under, having someone that understands, hey, I'm having a bad day. You know, I don't, I don't really have it in me right now. I'm not checking out of the relationship, but I don't have it in me at this moment to maybe give 
us the energy that it needs. I'm still here, but I need a minute. Is that okay? Or, hey, maybe I need a minute to just sit outside and read a book or allow that person their time to go do what they need to do in their space. I think all of those things are important. And um, on, you know, when we talk about quality, I, you know, I make this joke about an acronym for thick, T-H-I-C-C, um, but I think every relationship needs thick. Trust, honesty, integrity, communication, and compromise. That's what I use it for. Um, because ultimately, if you don't trust your partner, why are you there? Um, you have to have trust in one another, and trust comes from honesty. You know, as long as you two are able to be honest with one another, I think that um, it keeps the relationship afloat. Um, and all of these kind of tie to each other when you talk about integrity. It's, integrity is good in relationships, and that comes from being able to be truthful and being honest with one another. That comes through communication. And um, ultimately, there are always going to be things, I think, in relationships that one person is going to like more than the other. There are probably things that one person may want nothing to do with, um, but they understand that this makes my partner happy. And so as long as my partner's happy, I'm happy, and vice versa. It's not to say that you have to give up um, how you feel about it. It's not saying that you have to um, lean into it. You know, it was talking about space. And I think meeting, having that space and being able to um, do those things individually comes from having that compromise with one another. So, um, because everybody needs their own time, everybody needs me time, or whatever that may be. May not necessarily mean you want to be alone. It may just, it may just be, I want to go do this because I enjoy doing this, and I know you don't, but you can go do something that you enjoy. I can go do something that I enjoy, and then we come back in the middle and meet up, and then we go do something that we both enjoy. And I think all of that. I agree. I think compromise is very important, and that's something I can be very uh, strong-willed. So as of lately, I had to consider compromise, because if you want someone else to compromise for you and consider your point of view, then that has to be reciprocated to your partner. So I definitely agree with that. Right. I definitely that. So uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is uh, how you have to really know yourself too. So like there's sometimes, I think a lot of times, especially when we're younger, we see a good person and think that just because they're a good person, that they're a good person for you. Um, and there's, there's times where you can just be able to really know that, that that person may be an ally for you later on, but doesn't mean that, you know, you guys are compatible when it comes to, to like dating and, and having a relationship. So that was one of the things that I was thinking about as well as just, um, you know, being honest with yourself about, you know, maybe what your likes are and what your, you know, dislikes are. So, you know, if, if somebody is more, if, if they need to have someone that, that has, um, like more looks and, and they're willing to compromise on other things, like you just can be honest with yourself about that. Or if you need somebody who, who provides for you more, you know what I mean? So I think 
I think it's always great to, to set the expectations so that somebody knows exactly what they're getting into when they, when they start dating you. And I, I think that goes on the same lines of communication, because when you do that, like, then there's no, there's no confusion on what you're getting. And so then after that, you can't, that way somebody doesn't feel like they, they got tricked into something or they invested in the wrong things. I agree with that. I think, oh, I think someone else, go ahead. You hit that. <laughs> that's a hundred percent right. You like uh I, I believe in being upfront off the off the rip. Like me, like me and my wife, you know, they had a real good relationship, but on our first date, I said, Look, this is me. I like this, I like this, I'm I'm with this, I'm not with that, this ain't it, I don't like that, you know, like I'm the same person every day. You know, like uh, I'm me like you know what I mean but obviously you know I'm gonna get better you know I'm gonna grow and stuff like that but I know who I am like I like you said why I already know me you know coming in so I know what I'm willing to sacrifice and what I'm not and uh the first time I talked that's a word that I left out sacrifice is big like you have you gotta give to get and relationships are actually like motivational tools like I was talking I was talking about love language like if you speak my love language I will be motivated to speak yours like I will be motivated to reciprocate because if I feel like you're going out of your way 100% each and every day for me when you have all that when you have that 100% because we're not always gonna have it, but when you always when you had that 100% and you giving it to me that motivates me because it's like man you know, she gave me everything she had today. Why not? You know, or and, and vice versa. Like it's it's big on sacrifice. Like I love scary movies. She hate them. She loves something else. I would endure it. I would watch her show because I would want her to do the same for me if I really wanted to see something. Like it's big. Like sacrifice is big. Some things you're gonna have to give up. You know that you're fond of some some stuff like that sometime. But them being willing to do the same thing for you in return is a really really big deal but i'm gonna let somebody else jump in again yeah because i think seeing that someone so one thing i thought about when you were mentioning the love language what if that person doesn't necessarily you know speak your love language but i think if you have a partner that's willing to learn and adapt to your love language that says a lot as well yeah definitely definitely because you know we all are who we are but yeah. that you we meet certain people that make it like maybe maybe I can step into this you know yeah. maybe I can learn that because you you can learn how to love your partner properly you know and it's and it's a really and it's a really great thing but coming in if you know somebody's you know really close to you know speaking your love language then you know you're not gonna get far you know what I mean like uh -huh. That's why getting getting to know people so early on is so important and laying it all out there. You know, some people will lie, you know, and, and fake like, you know, they are who they say they are, but it's all about actions. You know, if the first six months of the relationship is great, this and this and that, but at month eight, she's not doing what she was doing for the first six months and she really backslid. Am I going to continue to look at the first six months or am I going to look at month eight and say, hey, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to come back around, you know, where did you, dis you disappeared on me, you know, but it's, it's, it's really important though. If somebody don't speak your love language, 
you 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 would know you know you can't fake the funk forever you know what i mean like you you can't fake the funk forever like you can only wear that mask for so long and usually people start to bleed out like it starts to show they'll fake it for a little while but you but you slowly start to see like hmm you know you really don't think that's funny or you really don't enjoy that you know you didn't used to get an attitude about this certain thing like i you know what i mean like you pick up on certain stuff when people like don't speak their love scam. language right 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 eventually mm-hmm. eventually you're gonna to bleed out you know what i mean like you can only put that face on for so long that's why and a lot of marriages that end after a couple of years whoever was faking it is tired especially if they was in it because you look good or money or something like that because eventually that money things. right the money ain't big enough for me to come lay next to you every night because i really don't like you <laughs> like, like, like i really like i really don't like you really yeah. so it's it's hey it's, it's it's serious man it's crazy go ahead y'all go ahead I think a, a part of that too is you got to be able to uh, put your ego aside because if you are in a relationship and there you have to understand that there's stuff that you bring, like there's uh, benefits that you bring to it, but then there's opportunities for growth. So you have to be able to, to say, okay, listen, if somebody's trying to give you constructive criticism, uh, you know, depending on how they, they approach you, because there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Um, just being able to make sure that that you can be able to be open for change, you know, not not saying that they need to change, you know, the core parts of you. But if, you know, all of a sudden, like you were saying beforehand about somebody leaving hair in the sink, you know what I mean? If, if I can go ahead and make that change because I know that bothers you and it's not it's not that I have to go ahead and keep, you know, hair in the sink, then I mean, you do those things for the people that you care about. That's true. I wanted to take it back too to what you were saying earlier about knowing yourself. I think that's really vital because if you don't know yourself and really know who you are and what makes you happy, what makes you sad, uh, what needs you have in a relationship, what you're capable of giving, what areas you're capable of growing in and some things that just are who you are, then you're doing yourself as well as your partner a disadvantage because you need to be able to communicate those things to them, just like they need to be able to communicate those things to you so you all can know how to love each other properly and function in a healthy relationship. So I think that's important for sure. I know I spent, you know, some later years in my 20s really taking the time to get to know myself and figure out, okay, well, what do I like to do on a Friday night? Um, You know, what needs do I have? in a partner um where where are my strengths where are my weaknesses so i think all of that kind of like a swot analysis for a relationship but i think you know but i think that's vital can i ask a quick question yeah so um what's the difference between someone trying to aspire to be what they need to be in a relationship versus kind of putting on so like jared had brought up the point of like you know, somebody bleeding through, but say, for instance, I know I need to change this attitude or I need to change this behavior of myself, but you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes you have those blow ups. So what's, what's the difference between the two? You know what I mean? How, how can you really tell whether or not it's genuine or somebody's just putting on just to put on? I think it's just kind of like, you just pay attention. Like, okay, let's say, 
you're a big basketball fan, right? But you're dating somebody and they're really not into it. Mm-hmm. If you take them to a game and, you know, you're really, if you really pay, it's one thing if they don't know everything about every play or every, you know, penalty or whatever the case may be, that's fine. But at some point, you know, you'll, you'll notice like, hey, they really not, not feeling this. So I think it just, yeah, for sure. People can put on, but I think it just takes paying attention. Um, I think the difference is like if, uh, to give you an example, okay, for me at some point, you know, I desire to have kids not right now, but at some point, um, but I've always had a number in my head, which was two. Well, the conversation came up recently, and this is not like a definite, but it's just, what if I want three? Well, I could be hard-headed, and no, 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 I'm done. I'm done at two. I'm done. That's it. That's it, nigga. I'm done at two. This it. This is my body, which, yes, that factor is true. However, like Jared was just mentioning as well as you about the sacrifice. So instead I could say, so aspiring could be like, you know, this is what I've always had in mind for myself in my life. However, you are here now. So how about instead of me saying no, we table it for now. When that time comes, we can bring it to the forefront and have the conversation. But I feel like fronting would be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, what What about four? Maybe five? Knowing damn well I don't have any desire to do that. You know what I'm saying? But being honest and being like, yo, I never really, you know, was into that. But, hey, I could have the conversation for you. So I think that's the difference. Um, I think that's the difference. I, th- or, I think I, mean, I think genuineness is the difference. Yeah, yeah. You can sense you can sense it. Like let's let's say, uh, yeah, let's say um, you know my girl don't really like to go around my folks, you know, and I really have a problem with that. And she said, you know what, you know, you know, I, you know, yeah, yeah, I go around, you know, I go around them, you know, I go, you know what? And then the whole time we're there, she looking, she looking sick, like she really don't want to be there. You know or not I mean? even. Like, right, like or you know, let's say. Uh, my girl got a problem with me like not doing laundry, you know, and I only do laundry when she there. Like while while she sitting in the same place as me, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I fold clothes, you know, this and this and that. And then uh, let two days go by, you know, and let's say she working all day, working all night, and the clothes pile up on the on the sofa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, was I put was I putting on? You know what I mean? By doing it while she was looking. Or was I really genuine and she came home and the clothes was folded? You know, that's like that's like people who post their significant all over their social media, but they tricking. Right. I was you know, about are to you say, put, are you putting you feel me? Are you putting on for social media so I feel good? Cause she posts me. You know what I mean? She posts me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you really look like a donkey of the day, cause you feel me? Cause, cause somebody somebody day. getting posted up somewhere else. You know what I mean? They posted on the block. So I think it's genuineness uh, is just the difference. Like, you know, when somebody's really trying, you know, 
you were you know and then and i feel like when people are really aspiring to be better eventually they catch themselves you know let's say let's say i forget something really really often and it's becoming a problem i'm going to commit myself since i'm aspiring to be better i'm going to commit myself you know sometimes i'm I, you know what i gotta i gotta make sure i remember this i might even write it down mm-hmm. you know but somebody that's putting on gonna say it don't you, you know what it don't happen overnight but it ain't happened overnight in three months you feel me and still no signs of improvement i think the difference is improvement and genuineness like People aspiring aspiring to be better get better over time because it doesn't happen overnight. But if you, if it's four months that's passed and you've seen literally no growth, you know it's putting on. You know what I mean? Like if you see that change and that evolution in them, slowly but surely, if you see that genuine change and they really want to do it, they will. Go ahead. I also think it's um consistency and actions too, like um. Like the way, like he said, I mean, it's definitely, you can see when somebody's not being genuine, but if you're doing something over and over and you're not being consistent, like you said, being forgetful or not willing to change or not willing to make a move, I think being consistent in general in your actions and in your emotions to, you know, even if you, you know, it's taking you a little bit while, but at least you're being consistent and saying, okay, I'm really sorry. I'm really going to try better or to do better, you know, actually making a actual effort that's a big thing too um and that's what you can tell when people aren't putting on because like you said they don't really care like it's not even a thought an afterthought to them you know so that's a big thing as well i agree with that i agree with that genuineness and consistency and actions then you can then that's how you'll know but i think you, again that takes like paying attention to their consistency and just paying attention and not not seeing what you want to see, but seeing what people really are showing. And then you'll know. I think the biggest thing for myself is I didn't realize how selfish I became, uh, mm-hmm. positively and negatively, uh, mm-hmm. until I started dating again. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that, uh, when you're by yourself, you don't really have a reason to compromise, for real. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you're stagnant within yourself. Uh, you could find yourself just stuck in your own ways. And then when you do make a change and you have a certain rate at which you are adapting and bettering yourself, you you can subconsciously expect others to do the same. And not having that patience is what I'm discovering. And I'm finding the reason behind that is what's occurring with me, like in my past. Like, um, I didn't know how deep trauma could go as mm-hmm. far as dating until like this last year and a half like the certain triggers i have like impatience uh not wanting to compromise like i for example like jared said um he loves horror movies but he know his girl doesn't so in my mindset if i want to see a horror movie i'll just go by myself because you don't want to see it uh and it was no disrespect to her it was just, mm-hmm. oh, you don't like it, so why would I take you there if you don't like it? Mm-hmm. And we would literally get into an argument of, I want to do it with you. And I'm like, that's stupid. Why would you want to do something that you don't want to do? And that didn't make sense to me for the longest, but I didn't get that it wasn't the act. It was the fact that you were being with me. And I think that's where communication comes in. 
Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with being open to sitting down and understand, hey, I think one plus one equals two because this. Like, like why I said, you have to be honest with yourself. So with being honest with yourself is having to be willing to unlearn what you have learned in the past. And that is probably, to me, that's been the hardest shit ever. Just going to be honest with you. Because when you have been drilled that this and this causes this for 30 years of your life, and then the last year and a half you find out, oh, no, that's circumstantial. That shakes up your whole foundation. So now your basis on belief when it comes to interacting with opposite sex or same sex, not bashing, is skewed. So now you're... You're a, you're a newcomer. You're kind of like a noob when it comes to dating now all over again because you've been so settled in what you thought was fact is just actually circumstance, you know. So I didn't realize I was as selfish as I was. I didn't realize that I was as impatient as I was. I didn't realize that I wasn't compromising as, as much because I had, in my own mind, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like what I need to step up for when it's just me. I had no reason to try and make, you know what I'm saying? Does this make sense to anybody else here? Does, yes. I, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> makes perfect no. sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I was going to let you, you know, finish your point, but no, it makes perfect so, sense. When, when it's just you and you don't have anybody being like, yo, maybe it isn't like this, you know, you, you don't know. So now I'm like in this stage of unlearning shit so I can learn, you know what I'm saying, cooperative methods of growing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. so. yep. I, think, I think that I can very much relate to everything you just said. Um, it's nothing for me to go and do something by myself, go to a movie by myself, go have dinner by myself. Like I've gone to a concert by myself like when because when I first moved to New Orleans I didn't have any friends that took time to develop a solid group of friends so during that time I was able you know getting out of a relationship I was able to really learn myself which is a positive thing but in that process I did become very selfish and me being strong-willed got turned up to like a hundred so you do when you do enter into a partnership you do have to kind of unlearn not alter who you are but you have to unlearn those things because it's not just you anymore you do have to consider someone else and the thing is is like your patience is very short for that you're like oh i can just go by myself you're gonna take too long in the grocery you, you walk too slow in the grocery store where i like i i need i know what, i'm gonna hit this aisle that aisle this aisle i'm good but that person wants to spend time with you. This but that's spin. where you, you're used to like running on your own cylinder. And I feel so, like you're talking like my husband is in your ear saying, I just want to spend more time. I'm like, bro, bro no, come that, on. That's no, 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 I went through that. I went through that. Like he's in the room. He I'm probably I'm surprised he like, jumped out and been like, cool. yes, yes, you do this. Like, <laughs> no, it's been even just as a woman like being by yourself for so long you get so used to like being independent you don't even stop to ask you're like I got it, I got it. and it'd it be standing right there like yo I can get the dog food for you I'm like oh my bad like I went <laughs> it's not we have groceries on both arms walking up the girl, stairs 
got Superwoman. mad bags on both arms. Like, I got it. I got it. Like, no, you really don't yeah. got it. But I don't. Yes. So, no, everything you were saying, like, both of I can completely relate to, completely understand. Knowing yourself is a positive, knowing and loving yourself are positive things. But, how, however, comma, allowing your partner to love you the way you should be loved and really allowing them into your life and them doing the same is a beautiful thing. My cynicism is, is shrinking slowly. So no. one thing I wanted to uh, say was um, about the whole learning how you're, how you are in a relationship for me, um, like Jeremy, I was very selfish. I won't say selfish to the point where I didn't want like people in my space, but I had, I was a single mom. I had finally got used to like being on my own, doing my own thing. And here mm-hmm. come my husband dropping out of the sky. Well, my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and he's just like this person who's like Prince Charming, you know? And I'm like, where's this dude coming from? Like, why is he in my space? Like, why does he want to help me? You know, I had got mm-hmm. so used to doing everything my own and I was so busy trying to help him become a better him that I didn't realize that I wasn't allowing us, well, him to be uh, a better person to me, or I wasn't allowing him to help me open up or bloom into the person that um, I am today. So I tell people all the time, like, he's my quiet after the storm. Like, I'm the one that just tear shit up, you know, just come through, just tear shit up. And he's like, babe, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not, you know, so he's my peace, you know. So for me, I had to learn to allow him to be that for me. Because I was too busy telling him that stand up for yourself. Don't let anybody talk to you like that. You know, I'm so making sure being a protector, you know, so I wasn't used to having somebody so soft spoken. And he's like, what you getting worked up for? And I'm like, what do you mean? They don't need to talk to you that way. You know, Mm -hmm. so I I didn't realize that in the process of trying to teach him to be a, you know, stand up for himself, I guess he was teaching me to shut up. You know, he was teaching me to learn how to just be mute, that just let stuff, you know, ride out. I didn't realize that he was helping me grow at the same time that I was just trying to, you know, I felt like I was trying to make him be a better person, but he was already that person and he just rubbed off on me, you know? Yeah. So I think that in a relationship, we need to be uh, open. That's one thing that we're not, I know for most, most of the time we're not open. I know that I wasn't, and I wasn't doing it intentionally. It was more so unintentional like I didn't realize that I was so close I didn't realize that I wasn't allowing him to help me with the dog food like he said you know (laughs) so um but yeah I think a lot of the openness I think that we need to allow people to heal with us um and be you know kind of those secrets those things that are in the closet I think all of this stuff like nowadays everything need to be on the table like, yeah. I don't want to be, like, six months in and find out that you got a secret girlfriend, a secret wife or something. Like, that's a big thing. People hold right. secrets. Like, it ain't nothing. They're just like, oh, you know, it doesn't bother me. It's not affecting me now. No, it is, it's affecting you. You yeah. know, and people realize that a lot of things that they keep balled up um, in a relationship doesn't really help the situation when you're trying to grow, like, while you're in a new one. I've had to learn that, too. <laughs> had to learn that, too. Uh, I think like to parallel what one thing you and, um, Jeremy said about like what I got from it, he was saying like trying to unlearn what he's learned and you were saying, be open. 
I think we got to be like be willing to be teachable like be taught by our partners and they have to be willing to be taught by us I think that's important it's vital Uh, I think I think everybody has to be even in relationships a little selfish you have you have to because self is self-preservation you know if if I'm not a little selfish, I will. I can become really consumed in making myself. You're gonna lose yourself. That I forget. You feel yeah. me? Like you, you're gonna lose yourself, or you're gonna forget you about you. Simple. Yeah, you're gonna you be so consumed mean? with trying to make them better, or to yeah. be make and your union better that you don't that see opens, that you become that invisible. That opens the door. That opens the door for you to be taken for granted. Right. Because you're not you're not holding you're not selfish enough to have a requirement for yourself anymore because you're putting out putting out putting out you know and eventually you know even if they're putting out before after such a time they'll slowly back off because well they putting out and i'm righteously not having not even having to do anything you know what i mean so you have to be a little selfish because it's like don't forget about me you know i'm still the other half of this partnership you know i'm 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 gonna go all out for you but i can't forget about me because you still have to you know what i mean you still have to pull your weight so i think i think i think everybody has to be a little selfish and it all comes back like why i said like everybody said to knowing yourself you know mm-hmm. if i know if i know I, I really just need time and I, I really need some space it just it needs to be it needs to be known but you gotta, you just, you, you have to take care of yourself for sure. You gotta take care of yourself. Um, so I believe that like honesty is the highest form of intimacy. And so like for me, I also think that alone time is very dear to me. So I was married previously before. And that's something that I really found out during my marriages that just like the other ladies on here. Like I poured a lot of myself into my partner, a lot of myself into those other things, but I found that in doing that, that I was draining myself and that I wasn't pouring anything back into me. And I think that it is okay to be selfish. And I think that even if I, when I do begin to date again, that I'm going to restrict some time just for me. Like even if I get married again, like I'm gonna need a day to myself. Like I need a self care day. And I think that it's okay. I think people, you know, we're taught growing up that marriage is sacrifice, but I found, and forgive me, fellas, but I found that it's a lot of sacrifice on the woman's part and um, and not a lot of sacrifice in that regard on the men's part. Yes, y'all are providers, I feel. There's a lot of providers there. Like for me, it was more of a provider situation than the actual like openness. Like I think there has to be a lot of openness and not just in um, feelings, not just in money, but openness and everything. Like somebody said, everything should be put on the table. And I do agree with that, but I'm not putting everything on the table after six months. Like maybe after a year, I'll put everything on the table, but six months is a little, too soon because I feel like people still can pretend for that long as well. Um, I also believe that just like coming towards problems in relationships as a pair more so than at each other, that'll really help a relationship too. Like to look at things from a partner view and not look at uh, situations or 
problems that come up as against each other. That's one of the things that I really learned in my marriage is that it's us against the problem, not the problem, not us against each other. Yeah, so like we're teammates, we're not enemies. I like that. I think that's important too. I hear um I hear a lot of women talk about the sacrifices um that they make for marriage. And I beg to differ. However, with this being an open forum, I really want to hear from the women, since we're talking about relationships and we're talking about longevity. I want to hear the the sacrifices that you feel um, are more detrimental to the women versus men when it comes to marriage. Yes. I feel like for me, um, well, I don't want to even look at what, you know, what we go through or we haven't had any like major issues. Um, I guess, I mean, we've only been, we've been together three years, but we were married, we've been married for one. But I mean, at first year, I almost took it that, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you, you know, um, and that was a lighter for me. Again, I was that woman that had kids, you know, I had already got used to being by myself, hustling by myself, you know, when the pandemic hit. You know, they in your space. You know, normally you go to work, you eat dinner together, but then they now they in your space because they can't go nowhere, you know, before they, you know, everything open back up. So then you realize like, oh, do I really like this person? You know, like, do I really, you know, that was a big thing for me because yes, I love my husband, but did I like him? You know, that was like, you know, that was a big thing and people don't understand there's a, there's a difference. You can love somebody, but you don't have to like them, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, Okay, so it's, it's time for your ass to go. You know, you eating up all my damn food, you just, you know, <laughs> I'm cooking a little bit too much now, you know? So it was like, for me, I had to learn like, okay, well, maybe I do like him. But now he's just in my space. So that's when the whole self-care came in. But the sacrifices, um, as far as our, what we've had to make, I feel like it's not even a sacrifice. I feel like it's, it's needed for us to survive or to reach our next level. You know, but as far as sacrifices when a woman, I think about being exhausted, you know, and getting up and still taking the extra mile before them as if we don't work too. You know, we don't stay in this time anymore where the men just go to work and the woman stay home and cook. You know, we hustling too. We taking care of kids. We cooking you dinner, you know, saying like for me, I cook, I do homework, I take care. You know, I'm doing all of these said wife goals, but then I'm also working too. You know, and then I'm getting up before you to make sure you got everything laid out. And I'm going to bed after you to make sure everything, my house is silent and complete. You know, you make sure the doors like, but I got to make sure it's peaceful. You know, so for me, I feel like those are a lot of sacrifices that I make on my own. I don't feel like all women, you know what I'm saying, make those because all women don't care. You know, I feel like it's a, for me, it's a, a peace of mind for me and in my house. So I got to make sure we're good, you know, and I'm willing to make, that's why I said the sacrifices that I make don't seem like, sacrifices so to speak because all women don't make them all women don't do what i do so so i want to say this so i feel like women have more power than what they really realize because like there's a required like you can only so say i think that you can require a man to do more but because of the fact that you guys have that understanding or you think oh he can't do this or he 
You know what I mean? He's going to mess it up. Or you guys have a certain way that you like to do it that never mind, just like you carrying the groceries in. So you're like, never mind, I'm going to go ahead and carry the groceries in rather than ask him to do it. So I think that comes into part of the communication because if you say, hey, like, hey, come get, help me get these groceries. You know, just like with the kids, like if I pay for the groceries, you're going to come and get these groceries. Like I'm requiring him to do it. But if you don't require him and you take it on yourself, then after that, like a part of the blame does go for him to be able to say like, listen, I see somebody working and, and I'm chilling out. But also the other part is you not communicating that this is an issue too. So if, yeah, I think for me, like you said, that's, that's really good, Wyatt, because for me, it was, um, he didn't move fast enough for me, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, it was like, okay, he, you know, he, I would ask him to do something, he'll do it, but he moves so and slow, like, it's like, no, like, you're moving slower than molasses, come on, you know, I'm like this, like, this is me, you know, and my husband is like, you know, he's just so, everything is like a smooth, like, and I had to realize, like, watch you complaining for Lauren. He's still doing it. You know, he's not doing it on your time, but he's doing what you ask him to do. You see what I'm saying? Um, like I've even noticed, like I'm very particular, you guys. So like, even when I go to the grocery store, like my basket is like, I don't just throw shit in there. My mind is just crazy. So he even like straighten my basket. Like when I'm not even there, like put everything on the belt, how I like it, you know, without me being there. So I know that it's become a learned behavior, but I had to realize to let him do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was complaining about how fast he moved, but he was doing it. So that's when I just learned to shut up, you know? And I had to realize like, this what you said. It was part of my fault too, because I didn't allow him to do what I had already asked him to do. I just think you got, you women have a lot more power than what you think. Just, uh, just putting it out there, because if you if you guys required us to do more, then folks would niggas wouldn't be able to get away with half the stuff they do. And so I'm. And he I'm don't. Just, <laughs> That's funny you say that because he don't. I mean, I had to learn that I had the power too. It's it's so funny you say that to me because, you know how I was at first I was just like, can you please do this? And I was like, nah. Hey, you know that's in the stuff in there. You know what I need to be doing. You know, I had to switch up how I was, you know, taking stuff. So that's the, it's amazing you say that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, I yeah, think like man, I think are, are like small small children. We we you can't give us options. You got to tell us what you want us to do or not. Because if not, like okay. we're just gonna be everywhere. We're gonna be like, well, you said I could do it, like or or you couldn't, but like. But honestly, that comes a part of growth, too, because like it comes to a point where, okay, she really does need me to do it and not have to worry about necessarily, you know, because she told me to do it. So, you know, there's a certain part where they have to take the initiative, you know, but it's it's a learned behavior. But I'm not about to raise no man, though. Like, um, I'm not about to do that. Because my thing is, don't you want to don't you want him to? You're trying to teach him how you want to be loved and how no, you want no, to no, have no, stuff, no. right? That should be like a one-time a diff- thing, though. Yeah, it, I think that's what he's saying. I don't think I don't think he's saying like, con- like sit him down like a two-year-old and like I think it's more just like, hey, this is what I need from you as my partner, um, because there might be things that he'll have to show you, like, how, yo, I need I need you to you know to love me this way, or have you tried doing it this way? Like, where can we meet in the middle? 
I think that goes back to that sacrifice that Jared was talking about. Uh-huh. And being willing to unlearn. <laughs> In terms of what you got to say, <laughs> look at his face, y'all. He's like uh, over there. Right, let me, let me um, um, so every time I try to talk, one of the children do something, and so that's why I've been quiet before. But let me say something. First of all, DeAndre, let me answer your question. So in my first marriage, I sacrificed all of me. I didn't have a job anymore. I became his wife. That was my title. So I was literally cooking and cleaning um, military creases in his clothes, uh, doing research or whatever I could to make him a better man. So that's literally what I was doing. So I sacrificed me, you know what I'm saying? So every time that I went to uh, do something that made me more me, it was a problem to him. Okay. So I sacrificed everything, my dignity for that motherfucker, you hear me? So, girl, thank you. So, in that instance, yes, yes, I did sacrifice way more than whatever the fuck he felt like he did. And then he shat all over me. Like in a poem, I say uh, five females, there were 10. You know what I'm saying? And I upgraded this motherfucker, you feel me? So what what a fucking sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? So then, after all of that, where I am now is uh, it's a beautiful place. But let me say this. I don't feel like Marcus sacrificed more for me than I did for him. I don't feel like I sacrificed more for him than he did for me. I think that we took our bullshit and we poured it on the table and we started sifting through that shit and we kept the shit that we needed to keep and we put the shit that was bullshit to the other side. Like, that's what you do as an adult. I didn't have to raise him. I didn't have to tell him this and the other now. But communication, you do have to say, okay, well, when you did this, I felt some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Okay, why did it make you feel that kind of way? Okay, well, this is why. When I was three, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, this, that, and the other happened, and this, that, and the other happened. You know what I'm saying? So he understands me on a deeper, deeper level than what's on the surface. That's you loving me how I need to be loved. Not me telling you, that okay, this is what it is. I like this, that, and the other because okay, that may have worked for you in the past. That may be what you want, but not what the fuck you need. You have to be loved like you need to be loved, and you don't always have the answer to that. So how can you sit here and say that? Well, this is what it is. This is what it is. When there's so much about you that you don't even know you, which is what Marcus has showed me that there were things that I needed to do, that there were things that I needed to fix on how he loved me by me telling him my deepest, darkest secrets and whatever. By us communicating to comprehend and communicating to understand because I can listen to him talk all day, but if what he's saying is going in one ear and out the other, then that shit is in vain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to meet on the level that you want to, I want to love you the best way that I can. And in order to do that, I have to sit there and look at all of your flaws, <laughs> everything that you bring to the table that's positive, everything that you bring to the table that may need work, everything that you bring to the table that um, you may aspire to do or aspire to be, like, I got you for that. You know what I'm saying? That's me loving you on a different level. I don't know what these uh, <laughs> these lists and these this and that that you feel like you have to do to orchestrate the perfect person as if you're going to build this perfect person in somebody that's already made. That's insane to me. There is no way that you can control 
somebody else's personality, how they handle the situation and whatnot. If you say that you're going to love that person for how they are, you're going to do that. So everybody that said something, said something during, uh, gearing toward changing somebody else. How are you going to love somebody that you're trying to change? That don't make no sense. How can you say, I love you, but not like this? I want it to be like this and like this and like this and like this. And then I love you. Like how fucked up. Can they do that to you? And empathy. Empathy is huge on the list. Because if you can't walk in that person's shoes to understand why they are, how they are, how they think, how they think, you can't sit there and say that you love them. And that's just how I feel. Okay. I'll take it. Let's go. But real spill, that's why me and my husband work. You know what I'm saying? Because we love like that, as opposed to me trying to mold him into what I feel like I want in the person. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Maybe I'm I'm misconstruing. Even to piggyback off that, I think that a lot of people are just afraid of being themselves unapologetically in a marriage. Like that was one. Of, that's another thing. Like I really want to. I really want a partner that I can run besides. Like I think about this often, especially after the divorce. Like if I date somebody again, will there be a person where if they never changed again, could I still love them? That's that's a question that I have to ask myself because I don't want to get a divorce again. I don't want to go through that again. So if a person never changed again for me, it's kind of like if I can't love you right there, who you are as that person, then we probably shouldn't be together. That's what I'm saying. I think I think what people were going for, I get what y'all are saying, but I think in a certain aspect, I think we are comparing apples to oranges in certain aspects of what yeah, we're Yeah, I'm kind of, it kind of threw me for a loop. So I think what we're talking about, and I could just speak from what Buck is talking about and what Wyatt is talking about, because I've had extensive, extensive conversations with them about this. When we're talking about changing, we're not talking about changing core values of a person. Right. We're talking about building and trying to get better. There's a difference. If you like shooting dice for fun, I'm not trying to change that about you. But if you have a gambling issue, let's look at it, examine it, and try to see what we can do to improve. That's right. what I'm saying. At least that's what I'm getting at. And I, 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 I get what everybody's saying about giving their all in a situation. That's honorable. I, I, I applaud it. I will die on that hill for you for doing that. But at the same time, that is a sacrifice that you chose to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I hate that that motherfucker was toxic. I hope he gets nailed to a cross and shot at for 46 days in a row. Because you're a dope-ass soul. But sacrifice is a choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I I get what you're saying, but as far as what we were arguing, it isn't the core values of a person. You can still value great things. But if we both recognize we have things we need to get better at in order for both of us to get better, not even together, just period as a person, I feel like there's no harm and no foul in both of us you know, laying those on the table, like you said, our bullshit. Okay, how can we turn this bullshit into like gold? Does that make sense? Right, I got that part. And I attested to that part first before I got into the changing of people. Elevation and change, I feel like those are two different things. You know what I'm mm. saying? I feel like the evolution of a person, like uh, if you look at 
a butterfly, you know what I'm saying? It's going to start as a caterpillar. It's going to go through the cocoon. It's going to become a butterfly. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the evolution and the elevation of a person. That's supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? You catering to that. That's what's supposed to happen. What I'm talking about is when you get in a situation like, let's say my husband is stubborn. I know I can't change his stubbornness. You know what I'm saying? So for me to say, uh, well, if you're not going to stop being stubborn like this, well, I, you're, you're not working enough time for me not to be stubborn. Right. That's not a core value, but that's something that gets on your damn nerve. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So I felt like it was more geared toward things like that. If you can't possibly, and I felt like that didn't matter if you love that person. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a non-factor. You're supposed to be looking at the things that are supposed to cater to you becoming better people together. So that is what I was attesting to, but I was shunning what I thought that you were talking about, which was that. I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. Like, how are you going to say that you love somebody y'all trying to change? But you're, not, you're not doing this in enough time. You're not, you know, doing I, I, I want to be, this is my want. If you don't throw rose petals at my feet when I come in the door, I can't take it. <laughs> I have to do anything. That's not necessarily loving you in your love language. You know what I'm saying? They still have to love you how they love just cater to the things that are in your love language. You know? You see what I'm saying? I don't think we're saying that there's conditions yeah. like there's that's that's a whole different thing where you're putting conditions on your love. You know what I mean? So like if, if of course, like we're going to get upset with you if, if you know, if it's a problem that you guys have going on or it's a pet peeve that you have. But it's, I don't think anyone's saying like because you're stubborn. I'm, I'm not going to love yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but what I am going to ask you to do is to try to be more understanding and know yourself to know that you are stubborn and know when you're being stubborn just to be stubborn versus listening to what I have to say. So I, I don't think it's a point of, of us saying, hey, this is, you know, because you're doing this, I'm not going to love you. Or, I, you know, there may be times where I don't like you because of this. And that's, and that's completely all right. But we not like... If, it, if worse come to worse, like you steal the person that I chose to be with. So anybody else can say something to you. I'm a, I'm a fight for you, but you my stubborn bastard. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I think. That's what I think yeah. everybody was saying. Yeah. hundred percent. Right, so, I don't, I don't think, but I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so when I talk about sacrifice and the reason I say, I hear a lot of women talk about this, it's because I don't hear enough people talk about the sacrifices that men actually make in relationships and a lot of times it is seen as men don't have anything to sacrifice but let's let's shoot on the other foot here. let's say that the woman has no life experience she's never lived on her own and essentially she meets a guy who has everything in them that has life experience that has a good job that owns his own place, owns his own car, that does everything he's supposed to do as a man to protect and to provide for himself. And, you know, we were talking about being selfish earlier. It's because once you become accustomed to a lifestyle, and even I know plenty of women that are like that they're so accustomed to live in a specific lifestyle that they won't allow any type of man to come in that is beneath the lifestyle that she is used to living because he has nothing to contribute. Oh, but let a man do that. Let a man do that and he all kinds of bastards. Oh, he think he's too good or he think he's this, he think he's that. No, because I have standards 
I can have fantasies too. But when they talk about women sacrificing their relationships as opposed to, you know, men not sacrificing, like if a man takes on a woman and he helps build that woman up and he doesn't give up on her and he continues to help build and pour into her no matter how stubborn or lazy or inconsistent or any of that stuff, all the stuff that they say men don't do or like men aren't investing into these, it's almost like men don't invest in women the way women invest in men. And I don't think that's true. I think that both parties equally have the right to be able to invest into one another. However, there's all there's always the narrative that he is 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 set no matter what he does. But it's the woman that has to give up. Like I would never ask my woman to stop working. But I want her to work so she can pay for the things that she may want to pay for that don't necessarily have anything to do with the home. I'm not asking her to contribute to nothing. I don't want her to pay no bills. I don't want her to do none, none of that because I'm the protector. I'm the provider. You know what I'm saying? So, but I also want somebody in my corner that say I lose my job tomorrow. Say I can't find another job for two months or three months. Is your income good enough to help fall back and support this family? Because if it's not, I need to try to go hurry up and go do something else. I need to hurry up and try to go get back to where I need to be so that we, as a unit, don't collapse. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to, trying to get this point across where, you know, all the ladies said they're not, you know, they're not raising a, a man. Well, hell, no man wants to raise a woman. I can, I can clean, I can wash clothes, I can fold clothes, I can pay bills, I can whatever. I can do everything that I hear women talk about. They sacrifice. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you. Which don't get me wrong. Hey, I understand that that was your situation. Everybody different you know what i'm saying so i'm not i'm not going in on you for that everybody's situation is different it's just the fact that i'm saying that i hear so often women are the ones who do all the sacrifices but i know plenty of women who get with well-established men and they never have to do anything for the rest of their life or they feel like oh well he got this so i ain't gotta do that so what do you think is the difference do you think it's because men don't express that they're sacrificing anything? I think it's because men are expected to be providers, period. Yeah. And men and, and, and I think women are expected to be the nurturers and do everything else, though. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I, that's where the line is. And you know, is is you guys are expected to provide. Like I actually we went through that, you know. I'm not during a pandemic, my husband, I lost his job. He wasn't laid off not once, but twice. And guess what? Ain't no bills was all the bills was paid. We, the food ain't go without, you know, we hustling. I make sure that I make sure that this house is, and that's why I told him, just the same way you got me, I'm going to lift you up. You ain't got to worry enough, baby. Go collect, collect what you got to collect. Go to sleep. You didn't work this hard. You better take this time to sleep because you're going to go find a job in a couple of weeks. So I let you relax. Okay. I hustle yeah. for you for a minute, you know, but for me, we went through that, this whole thing. So everything you said, I admire because it ain't too many men like you. It's sad to say it, and it's not too many men like probably none of us, you know, that we'll, we're willing to make these sacrifices or doing this thing. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's a choice. And you choose to be that provider for your girl and say, no, you work to pay for you want what you want to do, and I'll take care of stuff. You know, or it's a household that say, you know, we're going to split this down the middle. 
and then we're going to take care of each other separately. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so many different situations that cause for the, make the relationship work, you know, that we just kind of don't even know. But that's what I was trying to figure out is I feel like men don't really talk about their sacrifices. Like just you speaking up now to me, it's like, I don't know too many men that's actually making a sacrifice because they almost feel like it's second nature because it's embedded in them at a young age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, how to be a provider like my husband. That's all he knew from the moment he grew up. That's all he knows to take care of his family. I'm going to tell you why. So he was more stressed out when he was laid off than anything. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what's embedded in him when he grew up. You know what I'm saying? The reason you don't hear a lot of it is because I hear this phrase a lot. I'm not going to celebrate you for doing what you're supposed to do. And I I get it, but I feel like that's a blanket statement. That shouldn't apply to every single situation. Um, and I get it that men and women sacrifice, but it's it's crazy as fuck to me. Like, for instance, like just to vent about this stuff, we have to like go to closed doors and like sit and talk about this type of stuff. Like we can't even talk in public. Like it's, it's so many different skews on the same topics for men versus women. Like women can go and have a preference all day, all day. They can say they preference every day, all day, but let me go right now and say, I prefer light skinned women. I'm going to go get crucified, bro. I'm going to get crucified because we're, we are supposed to be (laughs) as much as they say, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be, the provider, I feel like sometimes we're supposed to be seen and not heard a lot. And I don't think that fair as fuck either. Like, I don't, I don't. I agree. It's not fair for y'all because that's, it's not right. And that's what I'm going, you know, that's what I had to go through. Just like you said, y'all seen and not heard. That's crazy to me. I feel like that's those things that are embedded in you guys. is something that we have to break through, you know, just to you know, to even make you talk about your feelings or express because that's something that's always told y'all. Do what you got to do. Don't don't worry about it. Don't say nothing else. You know, that's crazy to me. Don't cry. Don't feel anything. Oh, you have yeah, feelings? I also think we have a super high tolerance, though. Like, just, just being men, like, you know, for a long time, we can go and make, you know, all these sacrifices and stuff and really not even blink. You know, because we really don't, you know what I mean? Like, it just don't really cross our mind to, like, really even mention it or nothing like that. You know, that's like, you know, if, if a woman gets overwhelmed, you know, she feels like she's doing everything, eventually she's going to let you know. But a man, it's just like, it's just something that you brush off. Like, it's just like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let's just do it and get it over with. You know, complaining just really not something that we do i know it's not personally something that i do like i just be like man let me do this and get it out the way you know i gotta just keep going i just gotta keep moving keep pushing it is what it is like i just gotta live i just gotta do do what need to be done and not you know pitch a fit about it you know i don't have time to pitch a fit about it so do you feel like that's healthy for men or do you feel like it's it's not it's not but yeah. it, it, it just is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I had this conversation with somebody, uh, I think yesterday, look, and, and depending on the situation, there's not always a right or a wrong. Sometimes stuff just is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go back to what Sir said about, 
him being crucified if he was to say, I prefer light-skinned women. Who's to say that's wrong? And who's to say that's quote-unquote right? It just is. That's his preference. You know what I mean? So um, in a lot of things, in a lot of cases, you know, a lot of stuff is just not right or wrong. It just is. Like, it's just like what you, what you got going on, it just is. You know, if you, you know, if you choose to complain or, you know, you choose to handle stuff, stuff a certain type of way, it's really just your preference. You know, like, let's say I think, let's say I did think holding it in and stuff like that was healthy. Who are you to tell me that is not healthy? I can think I'm perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like, people's way of life, people's way of dealing with stress, um, dealing with grief and all of that, There's because there's no right or wrong way to, to grieve, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just is. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do the Ricky, uh, the Y thing from Don't Be a Menace to South Center in the street with the shoe, if I'm going to do mm-hmm. that, that's my business. That's 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 just what it is. Not right, not wrong, just is. Okay. That's another perspective to have. Sometimes it just is. Attorney, they look like he's cooking over there. I need to hear what he got to say. <laughs> we will not get on the color resolution again this evening. We, we will not do that. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> Let me ask y'all something. Um, mm-hmm. just 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 outright and honest. Like I appreciate these conversations because I think a lot of people need to have these out in public. Why do you think that it's so hard to have these conversations just in public? I think it's this way because uh, people, they have their perception of how they're viewed versus how, how they actually feel. So like if say for instance, if I, if I show some kind of weakness then I can be portrayed as soft in a certain way. Or if I'm like, say for instance, if I have trouble with, with kind of relaying those things, like if I go too deep into how I'm feeling, then after that, then it, it gets, it gets a, a little bit touchy and dicey. And I think there's a certain level of how everyone expects us to answer versus maybe how we're feeling. I think that, and then also I think fear of, how people will perceive your vulnerabilities just like each of us have you know shared hey I've had experience with this or you know in my relationship currently you know we've experienced this some people may have a fear of like "Mm -mm, I'm not gonna share that you need to think everything's perfect you need to think this and that but I mean what is perfect you know relations people are flawed so therefore relationships will be flawed but I don't think everyone is willing to share their flaws which is okay. I mean, it's situational, but sometimes I think it could be detrimental because you could, you could put yourself in a situation where you're not able to learn anything by not willing to be vulnerable and just say, Hey, I'm human. We're human. We have, we have issues. I think it's pent up emotions as well. Like for me, I feel like a lot of these conversations can't be, I guess, had in the public eyes because you know things these are things that you already see and you've already heard and you already have your own opinion about it so it's almost like triggers already um so when you start having these conversations out in the open um it becomes 
your emotions that you've already kind of buried about the situation or how you already feel, I feel like they'll come up and probably come out um, more strong or a little bit stronger than normal. I know um, about some conversations we've had in the past, you know, when we talk about them, it's like, okay, but then the deeper it gets, then the more the conversation goes on, it's like, okay, you know, now it's a little bit too much for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot of pent up or built up emotion that people kind of, you know, kind of disregard um, when it comes to a lot of topics. I agree with yeah. that too. Um, I think it's just um, what people perceive as what's important and what isn't, you know, um, like I told, I told my granddaddy that um, I was in counseling and he gave me the answer that I thought he would give. And that was, you don't need no damn counseling. You <laughs> So um, I think it's important, you know, a lot of people, well, if, if I, if we, if I talk to every single one of y'all about a certain thing, all of y'all and all of y'all give me the same answer, but I really don't feel that. I'm not even gonna tell you what my answer was really. You know what I mean? Like because it's like, well, if such and such not complaining about it, why should I? And or if everybody else doesn't see this as a problem, then maybe it's not a problem and I'm tripping. So I think um people don't have these conversations in public because they're too afraid of other people's opinions not being the same as theirs. You know, that's like like we can talk we can talk about short shoes you know everybody think this specific pair of shoes is fresh i really don't like them but since everybody think they fresh i'm gonna say yeah them you know I, them is kind of nice but i'm like man them shoes ugly you know like because you're so afraid of everybody's opinions not matching your own that you actually compromise yourself and what you really think you actually don't even know yourself because you aren't like like we said in the beginning, you're not being honest with yourself. These mm -hmm. conversations can't be had in public because people are not honest enough with themselves to really say what they think, what they feel, you know. And it, it's really, uh, it's really unhealthy. <laughs> so, so I think that's what it is. It's people just afraid. Afraid of being perceived in a certain way. I agree with that. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all while I said that, and uh. Before I go any further, let me say, Jessica, thank you. Thank you for, for doing thank this topic. You, you did a, an amazing allowing job. Allowing me to bring this forward. Yo, yo, yo. I think I think this was a much needed conversation. Uh, the reason I brought up that question about why we can't have this conversation in public is because I wanted to, I've tried several times. And it always got too heated. And it was never the people engaged in the conversations. It was the passersby that would get mm. triggered. And they would stop, they'd turn around and be like, the fuck? And go off. <laughs> and we wouldn't even know these, these people. You know what I'm saying? And I can't be like it was men that was doing it or it was women that was doing it. It was both. It was both. People heard at you. But uh, another reason I said that is because the next episode, uh, Squad Goals, is actually going to be live. What? Do it on Facebook because I feel like good idea there. I'm getting in touch with emotion. Uh, I feel like it's time for the world to really see and interact with us. And because although it's nine of us here, 
I feel like it's a million of them, a billion, 4.2 of the motherfuckers out there. So we could get some other input, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate all of y'all uh, tuning in this late uh, because, you know, this was an hour back for us because change of schedules at work and all that ish. But anyway, um, to all of you, I want to thank y'all for turning out. Any, everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning in. We are in 2021, and by the time this episode is dropped, we'll be celebrating our one year of being an LLC, baby. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please say it. Uh, merch on the way. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I can get in touch with China again. I don't know if y'all knew China ain't even answering phone calls right now, bro. Like, it's, it's dead, dead over there. Like, dang, my plug is like, no. Like, I, I ain't even know what knowing Chinese was, but it, apparently it's no. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let me stop because it's not. It's not. Let me stop. But y'all, I appreciate all of y'all for coming out. Um, any more church announcements? Anybody want to plug anything? And let me say something. Shout out to Sade. Sade is the newest member of Squad Goes. What up, girl? We appreciate you coming out. Come on down and, and talk about your business and your books and stuff. Come on. Plug yourself. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm Sade um, of Doohickey Craftique. So I make jewelry, necklaces bracelets um all those type of things i also have a book called welcome individuality a journey to self-love so it journeys through the chakras but it also tells a little bit about my story um about growing up in mobile my ideals um some relationship things um i also have another book coming out this week called the chrysalis theory um it's a collection of poems thank you <laughs> a collection of of poems and thoughts and you guys should really check it out. It's just a journey about dating um, after divorce. But also, you know, it has a couple of erotic things in there. It has a couple of funny things in there, like dick fishing. Has a couple of um, has a couple of um, sensual things and a couple of self love things. So check it out. It'll be available on Amazon and also on my website, doohickeycraftique.com. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Jessica, we've never got to plug you. Come on up and talk about what you do, girl. Come on. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so everyone, my name is Jessica. I am from Mobile, born and raised, but I currently reside in New Orleans, um, but still poor city stand up. Um, I work full time as a marketing coordinator, but I also have a business as a fashion and wardrobe stylist. Um, you can find me on Instagram, styled by underscore Jessica Lauren. The focus of my business is for all women, no matter shape, ethnicity, uh, economic status, to know that fashion is accessible and that you are beautiful and just to develop your confidence through style. So that is thank you thank you make sure we we follow you on uh ig and all that jazz uh i know my boy jared got that website up go ahead go ahead and plug that for a player oh man yeah uh www.pdaydreamers.com like i said all of y'all can send me um a picture of your logo a short bio and um a picture of yourself and um, I'm going to post it on my website. Um, I actually made a tab called State Your Business, Sir, is the first one that's on there. And, uh, you know, it don't have, you know, much traffic, but, you know, it's something. It's another place you can say that your, that your business is. You know, I'm all, and then I have another tab called Express Yourself. Um, 
and I have two groups on there. It's real, it's anonymous groups for something like this, actually. Just how we come in and do squad goals, uh, you you get uh, your request to join the groups and anonymously you just talk about your experiences, you know, open up and vent and do whatever, no judgment, nothing but positive vibes and feedback. Y'all know I'm a speaker, I'm an author, I got a book coming out in February and that's that another one you feel me Khaled and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out the the hottest photographer in the motherfucking Gulf Coast Peter Parker ain't got on her don't be looking to your right come on come on plug your bending girl come on ain't no tweeting out here I look over to the left remember that song oh, I remember that song yeah I remember that song alright you know what that song was about Love anyway, <laughs> so I am K Marie of K Marie Photography, which can be found on Facebook at the backslash of K Marie Photography Fan on Instagram at K Marie Photography Fan, and soon to be a website coming www.kmariephotographyfan.com. Of course, you missed it. And uh, also remember uh, to go and like the 2020 podcast LLC. Please say the LLC, and there are beautiful things, beautiful things coming in the future for uh, that podcast, as well as everything that's affiliated or associated with it, as well as a shout out to the Black on Black Rhyme by way of Step to the Mic. Mic check <laughs> poetry troupe, um, in which we have a show every second Saturday here in Mobile, and we do travel and we do hit mics and we do fellowship and we uh, live this life for real. So, um, oh, there's a Facebook page for that, and there's also an Instagram page, uh, Black on Black Rhyme Step to the Mic, the Facebook page, oh, Black on Black Rhyme Mobile Step to the Mic for the Facebook page, and at Step to the Mic underscore poets, <laughs> make sure the underscore score to the right. <laughs> or Instagram. I had to look at it in my mind to make sure it was correct to Mundo. Um, pass it back over to Sir. All right. All right. Look, I thought my, my the feed had froze for a second. Now nah, you were just thinking. Mm, it was just <laughs> me. It was just me. Hey, y'all want to know something? You know what rhymes with the word gristle? Crystal. Crystal, come on down here and talk about your business, girl. Come on. You're over there being quiet and ish. Gristle, really? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I'm Crystal, um, Alabama raised, Louisiana living. Um, I own three businesses. I have my own hair care line, Deep Roots. We have five products so far, shampoo, conditioner, hair growth serum, detangling mist, and curl definer. Um, my website for that is realdeeproots.com. I also own an ebook store with 2,000 ebooks, and they all come with resale rights. So if, for example, you need a book on maybe Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, I have books for those, um, any type of self-help, any type of development, um, child care tips, um, things like that. Um, and that is at thedigitaldiva.com. And then I also make masks. I'm sorry, my son is talking to me. I also make masks. So that business is called DSD Company. And I do that too. So three businesses and I work full time. But if you need something, just hit me up. I can't think of a word that rhymes with eternity. But he's a dope poet, a dope rapper, and he's part of the 2020 network. So turn it, come come holler at us. What what's that on your shirt? What what is that on your shirt? I can't see. 
It is the one and only heavily orchestrated, never duplicated lyrical symphony known as the Eternal One Eternity, one half of the Safe Word podcast of the 2020 Network, one third of the South Got Something to Say podcast, and one eighth of your favorite poets, favorite poets, the Power Lines Poetry Truth. Um, you can catch everything that I got going on at MrEverlasting.com. You can check us out at PowerLinesPoetry.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at OfficiallyEternity. Eternity ends in an I with a Y. I, not a Y, because I'm too damn fly for that Y. So I had to spell it with an I. So that's who I am. That is what we do. That is who we be. And that's it, man. Follow me. I feel like a bitch because my name ends with a Y. So you just can't be like, fuck Y's. You just disrespect it. Now I'm, now I'm germ. Now I got to be germ because I can't have a Y in my name. Damn, Y, what you going to do? You just... I, I don't know what the hell you're going to do either. Why? W-Y-A-T-T. He just low-key disrespected I'm everybody. Just, I don't know what to do, bro. Like, How you hold everybody w- with a letter, bro? I'm, I'm just going to be what? You know That's what? what I'm gonna be. It's on rap beef, nigga. <laughs> All right. But, um, <laughs> All right. I got to go and plug it to my little sister, the Blazing herself. Come come on, holler at us. You know, you know I ain't forget about you. Tip, tiptoeing here all late in church and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I didn't mean to. The link wouldn't work for me. Um, So, I'm just Lauren Blazing, you know, whatever, because my husband is Thai. And um, I am an Herbalife distributor, mind, body, and wealth, personal trainer. So I do all of that good jazz and I have some stuff underway. I'm working on some stuff, so I will be releasing that soon. I can't tell you now because it's going to be pretty big and I'm really excited about it. So uh, um, I love y'all. That's it. All right, fellas. Well, look, it's past my bedtime. I love you all. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And we are out. Perfect.